The Daily Talk Show, episode 599. Happy Wednesday, my freaks. What's going on? That's not my new one. That's not my new opening. <laughs> no, I don't mind it. <laughs> I've, uh, for some reason, I've got a notepad and pen. Yeah, what are you taking minutes of this? Can um, you take minutes of this episode? <laughs> yeah, I could. Do show notes for Mr. 97. Yeah, definitely. He's, I don't know what he does behind the desk, but he, he's a lot got, of typing. A lot of time. <laughs> anyway, we've got George here today. Hi, George. Hello. Uh, how you been, man? Pretty good, yeah. Just um, no, no real news. That's about uh, that's about what I expect from George. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Last time, and about um, ninety seven had some dreams last night. Oh, I'm so glad I get left out of these conversations. I'm so glad that you two just just talk about your dreams and mm. exclude me. Yeah, well, I mean, George, Josh, and I had great dreams chat. I don't think George mm. had a dream. No, you don't no, dream, no, no, do no, you? But it was. I think narcissist yeah. don't. George was dreaming of another fucking conversation he could be in, not that one. <laughs> did you dream? Did you last have a dream? night? Did I dream? No, I don't think so. It a few is. nights ago, I had a pretty vivid dream. What was it? I'd broken out of jail. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Billy Eilish was the security guard or something. <laughs> really? It sounds like a good music video. Yeah. So was, I actually like that. Oh, wow. 97's yeah. involved Steph Claire Smith at a Coles. Yeah. Well, so I can't. You know, I can't actually, oh, now now we're in the middle no, no, of no, dream combat. I don't. <laughs> no, well, you can. It's a quite a long one. No, I'll, I'll just give you the top level. Okay. We're in Coles, and Steph Claire Smith had Hey Tiger in her basket, and she switched it out for Cadbury. But I was there, and I think Josh and Bree were there, and it was just seeing her switch it out for the Cadbury. It was as boring as I thought. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I went think- on a train with Seth Godin in my dream <laughs> last night. Oh, that's a dream I can get. Yeah. Out. And it was like train rides with Seth. And the thing was, I was trying to impress him. He was like, "I want to catch a train everywhere in Melbourne," and so I just had to like. I just remember <laughs> having to sort out like how does the train system work yeah. in Melbourne before he got there. It was very stressful. <laughs> I mean, most most of these dreams are driven around anxieties, Mister Ninety Seven. Mm-hmm. What you are know? you worried about? Yeah. What could you possibly it, have what to worry about? <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? No, it's because I, I, was, I was on um, Steph Claire Smith's Instagram stories. And yeah, sure, of course you were. She, she, was, um, she got a message from, she got sent stuff from Hey Tiger. And so okay, that's right. All right. Uh, now I just don't know what's reality and what's not because it's all mm. p- potential. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, they're blending all, it through. Mm. Um, but you won't find Hey Tiger at a Coles. No, 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 that was one of the biggest issues with the dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she also walked up the wrong way of the escalator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've got your notepad and pen out. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I saw some guys at, uh, they were obviously having a meeting with some bloke and you know I love Eve, Eve's dropping mm-hmm. uh, on conversation. And I mean, you could have just plonked you and I into this conversation because it was two guys that, Good own, banter. that own a video production company mm-hmm. and speaking with somebody about video production. Mm-hmm. He was like an agency guy. But one had a notepad and pen. Do you think it's a requirement? Like, I, and then today I went to a meeting this this morning, didn't take anything. Like I had my bag, but I didn't mm-hmm. get out notepad and pen. Do you think, what do you think it signals when you're getting out a notepad and pen? And when do, do you not have to get out sure. your notepad and pen? I think if it's a client meeting where potentially there will be actions, notepad and pen. The other day we we're in a meeting and the person used my notepad and pen. Did they? Oh. They had their own notepad and pen, but I think because mine didn't have any lines, <laughs> they were drawing diagrams. They're like, here, oh. let me use your notepad. 
That that was, was like, great. It was our mate Rowan. Yeah, and he drew a fo- he drew a picture. He did a whole diagram. I tell you what, this cut through. But I was in- like, maybe I wanted to write something down. <laughs> it's a real power move. But he say, had sorry, a notepad. Sorry, mate. I'm just gonna yeah. Take he your. Said, pen. Let, let me hear. Let me show you. Show you. I was like, what's wrong with you? Then he what, drew, not he good enough for your moleskin? Actually <laughs> drew a, a photo. Yeah, there you go. A clown. Is that what you're doing? A tree. It's, it's a nice tree. And yeah. So what, what do you think of that? <laughs> no, so it, I mean, I, no, I think it is. I mean, this is it's controversial that I've got no lines on this notepad. What's that like matter I, though? I think that from a client perspective, you have to wonder, is this guy serious? Mm. <laughs> what, you think? Or a real creative. <laughs> yeah. I Loves think, a bit of illustration. Mm. Because I find that sometimes, like, I'll be writing a list of things I need to do, and I'm just putting it anywhere in the pa- on the page. Like, I'll write it down yeah. the right, and then I'll do stuff there, and then doing big arrows. I think it's a luxury having your lines, but then when you want to get a bit freaky with mm-hmm. it, instead of just drawing on an angle or writing on yeah. an angle, like you're kind of doing a brain dump. Yeah, mind maps. I was I was trying to look up a good app for mind maps. Yeah. Agreed. Anyone using mind map apps here? What do you? What is a mind map app? So. <laughs> You just imagine like it just a, it helps you build mind maps. So you have a thought. How do you connect it to another thought? Can't you just do it on paper? Like what is well, the yeah, app? So I mean, offer? the app is just like just being able to do it anywhere. Mm. Far out. I think the 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 hard bit is always trying to find something to assist the thing that we're doing, mm. like an app, like paper. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But you've got to. I guess my. The thing is I want to make sure that I'm using it. I'm using Scriver a lot or Scrivener. Scriver, Scrivener, Sevs. I think it's Scriver. It's the um, – or Scrivener. 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 It's like a um, an app for writers. And so I've, I've, I've got the nonfiction template. I'm starting to build out a memoir potentially <laughs> coming 2025. So, um, so you have Notion, you have Drafts. And you've got Evernote. Scrivener. Evernote. I'm Air transitioning table. everything from Evernote to the other apps. But no, so I've sort of started with them. Um, What's Drafts versus Scrivener? So Drafts, I mean, Scrivener is specifically for like you start building out chapters and things like that. Um, oh, for, for actually writing. Yeah, but uh, Drafts is, why are you laughing? Why is this? <laughs> it's absurd, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite absurd. What, but the thing is. All of a sudden, we don't know where things are going to head in five years. It could go either way. So one of two things could happen. This could be very successful. Which? This. Uh, uh, The podcast? The podcast. No, the whole thing. What's the whole thing? The the show, the the movement. Okay, great. Yeah. The revolution. (laughs) Or it could go really badly. Either way, there's probably an interesting story. But you've got to – yeah, I mean, do you think people are writing them as they're going? (laughs) I think that's a, a bit I indulgent. It, I think it's pretty. I think it's easier that way. Could you imagine okay, yeah, if yeah. you created something successful and then had to go back and remember it all? Well, you just. I mean, it depends because you could easily just have a ghostwriter mm-hmm. in, be interviewed constantly, talk about it, have it transcribed, and have them sort of piece it all together. Depends if you want to be the. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's like narcissistic me doing this? I actually think it's a good exercise to, to do. Mm-hmm. It'd be like morning pages with a bit more of a focus on what happened yesterday. Well, you're saying about saying that, but we also um, remember I had a, a pile of index cards and I was writing uh, chapter ideas for a book. Yeah. So every time like we were going to write a book about having a partnership 
which I still think is a good idea. Yeah. If we can, you got to make it stick first. Uh, is sort of more, more sort of um, first person. It's dumb name. It's the dumbest. Scrivener. Name. Scrivener. Yeah, not a good name. Grace wants to know: Is Josh still writing the book, or have I missed the conversation about <laughs> uh, it? No, so I mean, <laughs> well, so Seth is coming to Melbourne in May. I mean, just leading with the answer if you want. Or... <laughs> I don't, I, we, I don't, don't know. have one. I don't know the okay. answer. I'm. Do you know Grace, where it is? Yeah, it's in um, the cupboard at home. I'm more focused at the moment. Yes, it is. What about those loose sheets? That's there too, I think. Um, Aubrey had a, had some rebuttal, but oh, I can't bring it up. Basically, she was saying, um, what was it about? The, something about the book. You put it, yeah, on yesterday's episode. Mm. If you can't, talk I can't about remember it. it. I can't no, remember. I, well, no, I can't remember it because the the phone is live streaming right now. Oh, okay, so you can't get, get it. Get yeah. it. Um, what I from I think there is from listening to this conversation mm-hmm. at this cafe, it just outlined how everyone has a similar version of the same problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's – you can so think you're unique to your own situation, yeah. the business, the partner, the life, you know, but it's so easily transferable. Well, how different – like if we're all sort of playing a very similar game, if there's only a certain set of problems that you could mm-hmm. have. Which, yeah, I mean, yesterday it was the internal, your, your irritable mm-hmm. state yeah. that you were battling I'm against. I'm still coming off the He's coming down. Yeah, I'm still coming down, yeah. Do we need to be sensitive around? No, no, no. No, I can talk about anything today, but okay. I don't want to talk about my annoyances because I know it's not productive. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I was, just, I was just like it was a carbon copy of the conversations that mm-hmm. we've had at some point listening and to so these two people. And so does it make people. you look at it and say, oh, we're annoying? No, it makes me look at it and go. We're it, not very unique. Maybe Josh shouldn't write a memoir. Well, I think when you're in the middle of thinking that this is the biggest issue, mm-hmm. we don't know how to solve this problem, yeah. you could take a bit of uh, weight off it mm-hmm. by just getting some perspective of like, you know, this is something a lot of people are faced with. Well, I think that's why biographies are good. Why? If you read a biography, you're like, oh, these people have the exact same issues, right? Like especially mm. I reckon comedians reading uh, biographies or autobiographies by comedians, it's like they start off at the, lo- like at the bottom. Mm. If you think about it, it's like they, they start off super poor, just trying to work, like just doing all the clubs, trying to make that work, and then they end up getting somewhere. Yeah, I guess the only the hard bit about looking at someone else's mm-hmm. life, you can be inspired by elements of it, but it's hard because you don't want to sort of think about that's your path mm-hmm. or looking at their version of success. But you could learn from it, couldn't you? You can learn, yeah, definitely. But I think the hard bit is people disseminating between it being something that they want to achieve personally, like internally they really want to, mm-hmm. or it just like – is written well, you watch a doco sure. and it's inspiring and fucking like I'd love some of their action. Well, that's I guess the documentary. That's like the Taylor Swift and the Katy Perry and the Justin Bieber mm. and the Demi Lovato. Well, that you sort of. You start being like, oh, I want that. <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, Bree but- said that. She goes, I want to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you get trapped in that sort of. Then you, at, watch another, then you watch James Bond. No, then you watch James Bond and it's like, I want to. Trying to be James Bond. <laughs> yeah. It's all distracting from thinking about what you really truly want. What was the weirdest uh, 
pivot that you made in your career and something that you thought you would do? Oh, I think, I mean, I was a stripper. Mm-hmm. You actually did that. Though. But I had a business around it and the business, like the the whole premise of the business, not the premise, but just the having a business mm-hmm. and creating some kind of service was something I'm interested in. And so it shifted from that. But it is a weird fucking one to be a yeah, part of. But did you get a? Did you know that there was going to be an exit, or were you like, "Oh, this could be"? Nah. Like, I'm going to have a. I'm going to have a nightclub. We're going to do six shows a, a day. Well, there was all there was thoughts about the vi- vision and the future and what it could look like. What is the vision of a stripper? Well, it's building an agency. It depends mm-hmm. on if you're just the stripper. Yeah. And you don't give a shit about the business. You just want to mm-hmm. get your clothes off. Yeah. And make some cash, and sleep with lots mm-hmm. of women. Or, you know, other way around. Um, or you own the business and mm-hmm. you want to grow it into a stage sure. show that travels around and the did world. Because uh, our mate Ash Williams did a bit of that. He had his own company. Yeah, but that pivoted into like activations and yeah, being sure. at events mm-hmm. and away from. They probably told him to put his clothes back yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, so, so you I mean, haven't had any, so you haven't had any huge moments of. You mentioned about the cop thing, but I guess that's a, that's recent years. Oh, is it? Cop. I I don't. I I quite like a um a career trans a transition. Mm-hmm. Like there's something empowering about it. Like I think it, you when you get dark and mm-hmm. you start, you know, you're you're in a bit of a rut or something. You start really thinking about what it mm-hmm. would look like. Yeah. When you can't get your fucking calendars to stop sharing <laughs> with everyone. Yesterday, you might have been in a dark space yeah. thinking it'd be easier, you know, being a. Bricklayer, actually, no, it wouldn't, not for you. It'd be easier being an IT guy mm-hmm. or a video person within someone else's business. Yeah. But that's that's it. That, and like, so what is it for you? Where do you go? Like have you been thinking, like do you have any transformational thoughts? I think the difference for our business, we have a production company, mm-hmm. video production company, is just a different ver- role within that business. Yeah. Like so you can grow. It's like I've been making the videos mm-hmm. from start to finish for years and then you slowly build out a team where you're actually doing less of the whole service mm-hmm. but you're just doing a portion of it. If you wanted that, that to contribute things to the though, if you wanted to be a baker, oh, like would completely be like big media bakers. You know, okay, here it is. You're, you're asking me what I would choose. Mm. I was thinking about this. There is like there is something about like building a business and getting busier and making more money which requires probably more input a lot of mm-hmm. the time to start with, at least to build it up, require – it's there's busy work. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of shit going on in your head. Slower, the PT lifestyle, mm-hmm. being in that sort of exercise environment, it means you train all the time. It may, it's it, you, it's a slower life and you feel so fucking get, great. you'd get back into not, it. Not necessarily PT. Maybe. I don't know. What about you, George? You're, a, you're an editor mm-hmm. by day. What Have you thought about pivoting? Nah, not really. But like you were saying with the doco thing, watching mm-hmm. like Justin Bieber and stuff, I had a similar thing the other day. I watched um, the Queen, <laughs> the Queen, one. the Queen. That's the, good. No, oh, the, the, Rhapsody, what, Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna be in a band. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's You're gonna true. be in. Do you play yeah. an instrument? I used to play the drums when I was a kid. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I just the reason <laughs> I, the reason I was laughing is because I watched a doco on Hitler last oh. night. <laughs> You had a lot of dictator vibes today when you walked in. No, <laughs> it was actually uh, the annoying thing about the, the Hitler thing. <laughs> so when you were saying that, I watched a documentary. I straight away went to Hitler. Oh, yeah. But um, I couldn't work out what was 
what was real and what wasn't like what was sort of dr- dramatization type stuff but so you would you wanted to you nah, wanted to join I mean, the band pivot nah i like this industry okay so i can't think of what well if you if you couldn't do it if you just were banned somehow you got some probably a sports probably probably a footballer really soccer player are you, no, good, are you athletic oh you play some i used to be i used to play pretty highish level for a kid but um Got it all happened so in childhood. Yeah. When I was about 15, that was the deciding point of like, okay, well, if I don't make it next year, I'm just not, not going to make it. And, and so you were, <laughs> so that was, that, that was soccer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So his life ended at 15 and started yeah. at the end. Yeah, pretty much. Now and so just, that was when you pivoted. Yeah. To editing. Uh, making, what did you do as a kid? What were you doing when you? I was always in media, like doing mm-hmm. movies in year seven. Mm-hmm. From year seven onwards, we were sitting in the lunchroom, uh, in the, in the media room at lunch, like mm-hmm. editing and stuff. Oh, that's good. It's always been the plan. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. consistent. Well, the, the yeah. shift for me from personal training into radio, I had to get rid of one business to mm-hmm. get into to yeah. work for another business. That was huge. How long huge. did your ABN stay open? Like, you, you, oh, dude, I was, tra- a transition. I, was, mate, I was trading on that until about two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, yeah. to, I think it was Tom Jacket's, Tom Jacket franchise personal trainer. And the only reason I got that was because the first job I went for was at Fitness First and I I got the position of being a trainer, which mm-hmm. is basically like you can work, you just got to pay us fucking shitloads of rent to use the space and oh, then really? you can build your clientele off the back. Um, but I pulled the pin on that just before it was within the cooling off period of the contract. Mm. But, but for some reason they made you – they asked – I had no what idea. What did they set up a certain Yeah, way. they said, can you set it up with Tom mm-hmm. Jacket franchised personal trainer? And so I did that and I had it active for many years. I think I was even running video projects through it at some point. It's always like. Why didn't that, you do the, call, like why did you run away during the cooling off period? Well, who says I ran away? Oh, you walked away. I don't know. <laughs> run away was pretty dramatic. <laughs> yeah, you're a PT. It was a moment I sprinted out. No, no, no. I did like the induction. I didn't feel good about it. I was young. I was 17, uh, 18, no, mm-hmm. 17. I felt funny about it and I, it was probably just anxious. I don't know. You know, at that point you don't know if it's just because it's such a new thing mm-hmm. that you're feeling funny or that you're actually not feeling, you're not vibing it. What were you doing what at, was at the time before you t- took on that? Sweet that? FA. So you, what, were you doing any PT no, stuff? No, no. So, so I done just my had course, done course and I was moving into it. And so it was a huge leap. It was probably getting thrown in the deep end, probably too far, and that's why it felt that way. But there was just something off about it. Anyway. How many people in the induction? Oh, uh, there was maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. Like there was a bunch of trainers already there and so you then start integrating and you get to learn their systems. That's mm-hmm. all it was. But I left that and I still didn't have my license then. Mum picked me up. And I said, Mum, can you drop me past Body World, which was a gym I'd trained at, mm-hmm. I loved. I'd been going there since I was 15, you know, with friends and it was a real bodybuilding gym. And I walked in there and I said, can I speak to the owner? Bruce, lovely guy, so sweet. And he came out and I said, I had my resume and I said, Bruce, um, here's my resume. Was this straight out of the induction or was there a – No, it was, I'm pretty sure it was on the way back from the induction. Oh, so you still had your resume? You had like you had a copy. Mate, always. Okay. Always. You just always had it yeah. ready. And so you know, you, when you you're all, obviously print three out mm-hmm. or five out mm-hmm. and you're doing the rounds. And yeah, so no, I think I had leftovers. Yeah, sure. Anyway, um, I went in and I spoke to him. 
and we had a good chat and he said, yeah, great, like, uh, you can work behind the counter. You can, be, you know, be a gym instructor, which isn't a personal trainer, but it's a gym instructor where you're helping run people through programs when they first sign up to the gym and you're working behind the counter selling protein shakes and checking people in, memberships. And, and so that's where I then canned the fitness first thing mm-hmm. and it was the best move. Were like they it, annoyed? I don't know. I think I just said. Stop coming. I, I would have had to f- formally sign something mm-hmm. and state that it was within cooling off periods. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I had my dad read over the contract. Mm-hmm. But it was huge. Like that's the only reason I trained John Safran. That's, mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of mates that I had from that gym. I started getting my first clients given to me there. Like I, it's the perfect way because you've got no idea and so you start training with all these people and start learning. And so it was do your eight-week course but actually learn on the ground, on the mm-hmm. tools and then start training people. And so that's the only – it's so funny, these small decisions that you make mm. that, sh- that shift the trajectory mm. of your future and that was one of them of just going in and asking. Imagine if I didn't go in and ask, if I was just feeling – like I felt nervous. Mm. Yeah. But, like but the, I didn't. I mean I, I wonder what it was about the, um, the other version where you were being a PT. Do you think you were getting too much responsibility too quickly? It was like – 300 bucks a week rent. I wasn't paying fucking rent to live. Mm. And so it was, you don't, so the, the fitness first model mm-hmm. is even more expensive now. You can only train people that are members. You um, have to pay them regardless. Mm-hmm. It's like 400 bucks a week rent. A lot. But you can make a shitload of money. Yeah, There's yeah. trainers making three grand a week mm-hmm. and they're paying, or, you know, it's a small fee at that point. Mm-hmm. But it's very much probably suited to people who have, established and know how to generate leads or yeah. walk up and talk to people like, you know, and so anyway, it's, um, that was a shift. That was how a, long were you at the uh, body world? Oh, I worked there from 17 till 23, mm-hmm. 24, like Six on, on and off. Really? Yeah. That long? My whole PT career. I, I then had my studio, but I still went back and trained mm-hmm. a few people there. Because people didn't want to come over to yeah. Albert Park. It was just convenient. John Safran didn't come to my studio. I'd just come back and train a few. Mm-hmm. And I trained there myself and I had all my mates there. And so, yeah, that was that. That was that. I mean, uh, Sev's transition, what would you do? Um, After the 10 years, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say something, something similar to PT, like sports science, wellness, health, cooking, I wouldn't be a complete chef, but it'd be all that integrated mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. There is the so the attaching some kind of big, huge business to something is where the busyness starts. Mm-hmm. There is a great life to be had working as a PT that's clear in two grand a week and happy and just like mm. doing the sessions, helping people. Like I was always so busy in my head thinking about what the bigger picture is for myself, and that's the, that can be the trap because. Do you even want the busier picture? Well, that's the whole the friction. Picture. I reckon that's been the friction in my career or life. It's it's like you want to – I love idleness in some ways. Like I mm. love weekends doing nothing. I love like the idea of living on the nut mm. in Tasmania, in, the, in Stanley, and just going for walks. Mm. Like that sounds great. Yeah. Or even just like I was um, – I was saying this to Jason Fox yesterday. It's like there's something about the idea of like being at the bottom of a mountain in a cottage and just doing stuff, mm. just a bit not too much stuff. Well, you're going to be okay like, with 
I think it's it, the 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 interesting one is it's the thought now when you're in the more chance of building the bigger business and, well, that, and that's the noisiness. Thing. I think that that's like part of it is it's like it's hard to do. I think it's hard to do both. You have to pick one or you have to have yeah. like a moment. You have to have the crazy busyness to get to the idleness, I think. Yeah, and so for like, us it's like going the other way of like no, like more responsibilities, more people, more mm. things, bigger space, which – is a, obviously a scarier thing because you have more to lose, but it also has way more rewards. Mm. Yeah, I think I've um, reconciled the thought of not having that slow life mm-hmm. and having a, a busier, bigger thing mm-hmm. with the uh, things like meditation, like that help you throughout that exercise, you know, eating right. Like it's mm-hmm. these, all these things help you be more opt- optimal. Yeah, in your mental state and you know physical state. I think also it's like if you work hard, the idleness feels better. Mm. Idleness gets boring if that's all you're doing. You don't want to be in idleness thinking about how you should have fucking mm. given it a crack yeah. and how you don't know because if you don't try, you failed. Mm-hmm. But then you also need to, I guess, be okay with the fact that, uh, like a, a destination, there is a destination. Like so, for instance, I think that part of my thinking that I want to shift is that you somehow arrive and then once you've arrived, you can then do the idle, like you can sort mm. of chill a little bit more. But there is never an arrival mm. of anything. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a bit annoying. Uh, yeah, and there's so many mixed messages mm-hmm. in approaches self-help books like we're looking at revenue targets and then i was saying that's one book that sort of has you sort of prompting to set goals like that Mm -hmm. another one that's written by some successful people that say that was the worst decision for our business Mm -hmm. and it's like fuck which one is it and so then you're confused and going you know do i is it you know do i need to do more or do less or um stop focusing on a few things Mm -hmm. that i was doing and then just do that like I think, I think it's, it's the opposite. It's being able to like go into the different versions or the different truths. Like if you, the idea of saying, oh, you know, don't worry about, like worry about building something that gives value and just on that mm. without considering revenue, I'm just drawing on my notepad right now. <laughs> uh, you're basic, like I think that the, that is that is the blind spot. Mm. I think that people that have spent too much time saying it's either one or the other, which mm. one am I going to pick? Whereas I think that it's, it's about oscillating between the two. Mm. But within that oscillate, like um, oscillation, I think what can sometimes happen is you end up giving up on one strategy before going on to the, to the mm. next one. So it's like you don't have enough years or months or whatever it is in the, the cadence of revenue before you're like, oh, no, we just need to be adding more value, giving more, doing all of that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's noisy because mm-hmm. you hear people say value first or mm-hmm. like sh- telling you where to sh- put your focus. Mm-hmm. But if if your personal situation is you haven't even been able to build a business model that's yeah. sustainable, it's the information might not be specific for you. And so it's all individual. And that's even like thinking about but if you're in the busy state, and idleness is your goal is the goal, and you've realised only from getting to the busyness that it's like I fucking hate every minute of this. Yeah. I need different. I need a change, and well, then that's the challenge to get out of the busyness to even 
shift it to the thing you think you want, even though it may, in your head you've decided that it's the better option. Well, even think when I went away for like four months, like I was itching to get back to work by the, by the end of it. Yeah. And so I think there's something nice. If you could build in like a, okay, well, I'm going to do two, uh, every two years I'm going to do three months away. Yeah. And being able to build that, I think there's something cool in that. That'd be great. I mean, this becomes lifestyle design, mm-hmm. which was a sort of buzzword for a while, but it's just in, sh- it's short for what, what life do you actually want? Mm-hmm. And how, how does that look? And how can you, everything you do is kind of specific to creating that? Well, look at four hour work week and what that was like. I think that that created a fair bit of confusion for people uh, because people thought they could. Drop ship. No, but well, just think that work remotely, mm-hmm. have some product that's selling, making money while you sleep. Like it's all buzzwordy, mm-hmm. sounds good, is good. But if you're not into that shit, mm-hmm. it's hard to deal with. Yeah. It's hard to have a business like that. Yeah. But I, get, I mean, I think he wrote, I think the word, it's just a catchy title, which yeah. he, it's really stuck for him. But I guess it, it, it uh, resonates with a certain group of people. Did with me yeah. 10 years ago when uh-huh. I was reading it. But it's also very confusing, I reckon, for if you're 18 at the start of your career, Mm. if you're trying to work out at 18, how do I not? I guess there needs to be a distinction between work, employment, like work slash employment Mm. and adding value to the world. Mm. And so if you're not, if you're only working four hours a week, you've got to do something else for the rest. And so I think that maybe what was missing in that book was identifying what you're actually going to do. Yeah. You're not going to like, do you want to just lay on a beach? Yeah. It's sold like visually mm-hmm. makes so much sense. Also, imagine like using Seth a Godin computer tanning on the beach, just like for our work we're going. But, but also like Seth is like from what we've seen and what we've heard, he's like a super hard working mm. dude. Mm. He's always Shipping, always doing mm. stuff. I'd prefer to do that with just a little bit of holiday stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Um, just some feedback for you, mate, on that notepad. You drew absolutely nothing. I did. You I drew, did like you squares. pulled my eyes down to it. Yeah. Like you were looking down to it. Mm-hmm. An arrow. Two squares. Two squares. <laughs> no sense. It's, it's more, nonsensical. Yeah. But it's more of a, um, it's a power move because you looked. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was <laughs> looking at absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm annoyed. George. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Do we have any more details about your mum's bookshop? What, where, what, what the actual? I don't know. Um, no, you can say you can say no. <laughs> What's the bookshop called again? The bookshop's called the Book Room. Mm-hmm. The Book Room. It was her idea, actually. She's like, oh yeah, when we get the when we start doing the book club stuff, mm-hmm. we'll have a um, a code that you put in. We'll yeah. make it gronk. Oh, that's good. I, I like, like that. Well done, Mum. You've only listened to like one episode. <laughs> <laughs> nah, your mum's written a review. Yeah. yeah. She oh, wrote yeah, a review she, on she Apple. Wrote, did you she know that? that? Yeah, I know. It, it was a pretty niche reference, to be honest. <laughs> it all is. That's it what all we is. love. So if, yeah, but if, if you're in Byron Bay, go to the book room. Go see Kaz. Is it Kaz? Yeah. She and mainly works in Lennox, so you might not see her in Byron. But Oh, really? Okay. But you might. Oh, it's, it's fine. She might be in there. But you just Brett, say- My um, stepdad, John, will be in there. Okay. Well, if you see John- Yeah. Just say, oh, I I listen to the Daily Talk Show, yeah, and then like buy a book, and then they'll be like, wow, those guys really have some pull. Yeah, 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 that's exactly. all we want. That's all we want. George's. And then maybe they'll, um, if I can't get a publisher for this memoir, maybe I could sell direct. Well, you can do your book launch there. 
I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be I'd awesome. Ask the author. Yeah. What an awesome place to go and do a book launch. Yeah. Look at him. You've just given him tingles <laughs> yeah, and the no. guy hasn't written the yeah, book. Yeah. Like you should have seen the, gl- the you little. Re- you haven't written any book. I've written. Do you <laughs> want right, to hear, mate, that uh, was too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you like uh, 10 seconds on two concepts that I've got. Okay. One of them is thought leadership. Right. I was thinking about thought leadership. Eight. No, seven, no don't count. Don't you think six, thought leadership five, is silly? Four. <laughs> yes. Three, because the thing is, no, I can't talk. Two, I can't talk if something else is happening. One. That's all you had, mate. Ten seconds. Here's the thought. Is that per book or what? Anyway, so thought leadership is silly. Yeah. And then and the so other one. like I had, I, I've, I'm building out all of these like thought starters and then I'm going to like explore them. And so the, the thought around thought leadership being silly is it's, Leadership is about action. Leadership is actually like being in the race and doing something. It's a bit of an oxymoron to say thought leadership because you're not actually being a leader until you've done it. And so that's that was one sort of riff that I've just I've put as a as a yeah. um, potential chapter. You should just write a blog a week, um, and then you've got a book by the end mm. of the year. Basically, the other one was that free to dream. Uh, I think that uh, I don't want it to be too. These are just blog posts, dude. <laughs> no, they're chapters. They're the start of chapters. Free to dream. It's like I think that uh, for for most people, there's all that we've got these limiting beliefs around what we can mm. do, mm. and so it's about how do you how do you create freedom to actually dream of what you want to do. Obviously, it's only going to be relevant when we're um, extremely. Uh, <laughs> <successful>. <laughs> nah, set but, it up, Sam. Um, um, just quickly before we go. Uh, one little piece of information about the Adventure Club on the 29th of Feb, we have a sponsor. Really? Oh. Who? I can't oh. tell you. What? Oh, that's, that's just what the first bit. But that's, that's the, the whole deal with the sponsor. <laughs> i got to go you... over finer details with the sponsor. Do we, um, do we know the sponsor? Yeah. Okay, great. So we'll get there. There's no guessing game at the moment. More information will come. i got to get on this phone call because okay. I'm five minutes late. Sorry, Mick. Nando's. Is it Nando's? We'll get there. All right. Okay, all right. It's a daily talk show. We'll uh, see um, you tomorrow. It? For 600, geez. Yeah, tomorrow. Episode 600. 600. What should we do, by the way? We'll work that out. i got to go. Do you know the funny Love you guys. Uh, while he goes, can I just say to you guys, it was so annoying. I said to myself, I'm going to write this memoir. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm going <laughs> to finish it and then surprise yeah. you all. And I'm fucking half a chapter You're in. Blown I'm already fucking <laughs> blown the load. I'm, I'm so, so glad annoying. I stuck around for right. that. Okay. We'll all see right. you tomorrow for episode 600. Bye. See everyone. If you haven't followed the uh, Facebook group, just search it in facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash. The Daily Talk Show. Yeah. Join. And also uh, tell a mate. Yeah. The answer to the questions, Queen Gronk mm-hmm. is Gemma Watts and then just tell us how long you've been listening yeah. for. No, it's a good make up a date. Make it easy Today. for you guys. There you go. Yeah, I'm happy with that. We'll All see right. you tomorrow, guys. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. Please subscribe if you haven't on YouTube and Apple Podcasts <laughs> and also CastBox and Pocket Cast. Anything else, says? No, mate, no, I've finished. I, I wrapped it, it up. Yeah, I wrapped it up. You're still going. He, can't, still he going. can't handle me wrapping it up. He has to then do it himself. But also we're trying to build our... YouTube stuff. Dude, I actually have to go. All right. See ya. See you guys.